Go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Friday edition of the Ron and Don Show. We are back in the Les Schwab Studios. Happy 2024 to everyone. What we do on Friday is just one segment. Uh, we talk about real estate, some of the things that we are learning in our real estate experience in buying, selling, investing, helping people set up short-term rentals, mid-term rentals, long-term rentals. We talk a lot about the market in Washington State, micro markets, and then we also talk about strategy. We're going to share something. For, we're going to share something today. If you're a young realtor and you're doing this, I wish somebody would have told me this when I was a young realtor, because this is a game changer. And if you're someone uh, that is thinking about listing a home, whether it be with us or with somebody else, maybe it's in another market, make sure that you're asking some of these questions. So first and foremost, let's talk about how every realtor is going to market your home. And then let's talk about some of the questions you should be asking your realtor to market your home in other creative ways to give you as much leverage as possible and to drive price on your particular property, especially on the sales side. Ron, talk to us a little bit about the MLS, what the MLS is, and why every realtor, no matter what brokerage you're from, every realtor out there has access to it, and every realtor out there is going to use it, right? Yeah, so I think people don't think of it in these terms, but when, when real estate... Because we live in it and we have so many emotions and memories and we store our possessions in it, we don't think of it as a product. Um, we don't think of it as a commodity like you would other things. You think of it as your home and, you know, you see all those little plaques people put on their wall of like home is where the heart is and my family does this or that here and you put your family photos on the wall and like you literally, um, you know, raise your family in this structure. But at its core, it is a product um, not unlike any other product. So we, when we go to the store or you're on amazon.com and you're like, I would like to buy a new yoga mat and you type that in there, you're looking at all the specs and you look at the colors and you eventually find the one that you want that you think is going to meet your needs and you pull the trigger and you buy that thing. And so now in the modern era, real estate shopping is has been democratized in that way. So you, you need to think of it um, as, as a real estate agent or as a seller, as a buyer, there comes a moment when you have to divorce yourself from the emotional tie to an object, a house, and say, let me now view this as a product. How am I, what's the best way 
to take this product and bring it to market. And so if you're making that yoga mat, that's a, you're, you're making a million yoga mats and they're all exactly the same. And you put them out in the universe and you want to sell yoga mats. Your house is one of one for most people. And so you, it's hard to, to make that jump and say, as a product, what is, what is the, the, what differentiates this house? So for, you know, three or 5% of the world, your house is so special or the location is so special that in and of itself, it is a unique thing. So if you had a beach house on Maui in Hawaii and and it's a modern classic and it's perfectly clean and maintained that house, you you don't need to do anything to sell that house. That house sells itself because it is a unique thing. Most people don't have a unique thing. And so most people don't have a unique location. Most people don't have necessarily many things that that differentiate their house from a bunch of other houses. So how are you going to step up? You being the seller or you being the agent, what is the technique that you can do to say, Hey, marketplace, buy this thing for hundreds of thousands or over a million dollars. So it's a very expensive product that you have one of that you're trying to to say to the marketplace, please give me as much money as humanly possible for this thing. It's a super unique instance in just about every person's life. And so for most agents, they take the passive lease resistance. They say, I am going to put this, I'm going to pay a membership fee to the Northwest MLS. And to get into this club, I have to be licensed and I have to hang my license with a brokerage. So I have to go through the an educational and a financial situation to have access to this club. But once I'm in, I'm going to take a house, put it in that club, and then my work is done. The club is now going to license it to Redfin. They're going to license it to Zillow. It's going to be in this database. People are going to be swiping around on their phones. And then I'm going to be able to sell this house for top dollar. I disagree with that. I don't think that that's enough. I don't think that you've done enough to differentiate yourself in any way from all of the other houses. Again, barring the ones that are special. And that's 2%. 2%, maybe less than 2% of the houses. And so unless you're special, which most of us are not, then you have to do something. What I believe is you do something extra. In New Orleans, we called it lanyap. If you go into a restaurant in New Orleans and you had a party of six or eight and you spent a lot of money in that restaurant, you could pull your server aside and say, hey, give us a little lanyap. And that means give us something a little extra. We're spending a lot of money in your establishment. What's my lanyap? So we're getting a free dessert. You're going to throw in some appetizers. What's my lanyap here? Because I can go to any restaurant with my business, but I chose your restaurant. And so give me some lanyap. In real estate, what's your lanyap? If it's like, hey, I just threw you up on the MLS, I'm done. I don't see a whole lot of value in that. Like anyone could, you could take someone one day out of real estate school and they could most likely figure out how to get your house up onto the MLS. What are you doing that's above and beyond? What's your lanyap? What's the thing that is going to say, huh, that may or may not work, but we're trying it. And I think finding those techniques and strategies that give your client and the marketplace a little lanyap, that that's what's going to differentiate you. Yeah. I think about when I was going to University of Washington, I was in my 20s. 
and I took a seasonal job at a Costco, and then I ended up working there because they paid really well. I mean, like I ended up making like thirty thousand dollars a year, which was a lot of money back in the '90s for someone who didn't have a college education. But the hours were brutal. I'd get on my motorcycle, and at one thirty in the morning. I would drive a forklift. I would unload uh, all the orange steel that you see. In the middle of the night, all that stuff comes down on every aisle. And then you jump off the forklift and you grab your stocking knife and you go through there and you're in charge of the guy that's in the cooler, you know, has a snowmobile suit on and you're in that cooler all night. Uh, In some of the Costco's I worked in when they used to have cigarettes or that alcohol, Working those aisles was a lot because you have a lot of stores that come in that would buy up all that stuff, right? And I worked in a Costco down in New Mexico, too, where you could buy tobacco products. So, and sometimes they would change those, change those aisles. But you're, you're, it, it, it is a lot of work. And, and the thing that happens is, is let's say that I am in this Costco and I have these restaurant tongs. And in fact, I still have a set of these restaurant tongs. And you know this has happened to you. It's a rest, it's, it, it's 10 restaurant tongs that you would actually use in a restaurant for like $19.99. And I remember stocking those and going, man, I don't even work in a restaurant. I only have a microwave. But that's a hell of a deal on restaurant tongs. I got to own these tongs. The only reason I knew about the tongs, you couldn't put things online yet. There was no internet. Is because I was stocking the tongs. Here's what's interesting. The restaurant tongs would sell just fine when people came into the Costco and they go aisle to aisle. And you know this too. When you go to Costco, you end up walking out of there a lot of times buying stuff that you didn't expect to buy. I remember buying the biggest bag of dog food for $9.99 to give to one of my neighbors because I didn't even have a dog. But it's like, oh my God, if I can buy 500 pounds of dog food for my neighbors, I got to buy that. I got to own that dog food. So you do a lot of your Christmas shopping when you work there too. So sometimes you don't even end up giving your check. What the restaurant tong people did is they said, you know what? We want to sell more restaurant tongs. So they went to Costco and said, I tell you what, we, we are going to give you $2 more for every set of restaurant tongs because the margins at Costco are 1%, 2%. They're very, we're going to either decrease the price or we're going to give you more money because we want the restaurant tongs on the end cap. So every night when I went in there, I would have to look at what I was stocking and I would have to see what are the things that I need to take off the orange steel and put them on the end cap because things sell better and things sell quicker or were they on the end cap? Because this is what we know. And the reason why the, the meats and the pastries and all that They put them in a certain part of the store. They know that you have to walk through that store. You may not walk through every aisle, but you're going to walk by every single one of those end caps. You didn't go into the aisle, so maybe you wouldn't bought the restaurant tong, but on the way out, you see those tongs, and you're like, I got to own those tongs. That's the important thing that a realtor needs to do. Anyone can take your home and pull it out of the orange steel. Do you see the analogy? And put it down on the floor for people to buy. That's the MLS. But a great realtor is going to figure out how do I create more value and put your home on the end cap so that more people can see it and it gets more exposure. It's a lot more work, especially if you're on the sale end. 
The great realtors out there do this and they go the extra mile and they get a lot of business. The ones that don't, that just put it up in the MLS, they're just riding the market and they usually get blown out of the business as a result of that. So here's a couple ideas of some things that you can do to end cap that home and to add a little lanyard to the sale, all right? Number one, think about this. When you're selling a home, why not say, instead of just doing the open house on a Saturday and a Sunday, how about doing an open house on a Friday too? And what about on that Friday, making a special invitation and going door to door in that neighborhood? And the neighborhood knows you because they've seen trucks coming and going as you've been renovating that house. They want to hear from you. They want you to knock on the door. They want inside that house because they're nosy neighbors. Every single time you have an open house, the nosy neighbors show up. You know why? Because it's a reflection of what their home is worth. They've always wanted to get in that house and see what's going on. So what about going door to door in that neighborhood and inviting the neighbors to come? Do you know a lot of times the sale of that house ends up coming from a neighbor that maybe you met when you went door to door? They didn't see it on the MLS. They didn't even know they were looking for a house, but they got on the phone and they called a friend and they said, hey, I know you love my neighborhood because you always tell me about it when you come over to watch that football game. Guess what? The Smith's house is for sale. I know because I just went over there on a Friday. They invited me to come. It's amazing. It's at this price point. You got to come to the Saturday open at the Sunday. So what you've done now is you have gotten the neighborhood involved in selling that house because you went door to door. How many times have you ever had a realtor knock on your door and say, hey, we're selling the house next door. We're having a gathering Friday night. We want you to come. In my neighborhood, it's never happened. I always go door to door. If you're a realtor out there, you'll get deals also from going door to door, but you're adding lanyard. You're putting that house on the end cap for the neighborhood to see. Number two, what about mailing the neighborhood and saying, hey, you know what? We just listed this house. Come by on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Here's the open houses, right? We just listed this house. How about after you, you, you have sold that house, letting the neighbors know too that we, hey, we sold this house, we closed this house, and being an asset in the neighborhood. Communicating with the neighborhood a lot of times will bring more land yap, as Ron said, and it takes that home and it puts it on the end cap, all right? There's one idea. Here's another idea. What about building a website, you're already building something in the MLS. What about building a website that can now be shared in your newsletter, on your social media channels, with your connections, in your sphere, even with your clients are gonna share with other clients. Even the homeowners are gonna share that with other people. There will be sales in LandNap for your client when you put it on the end cap and you, and, and you build a website. And I'll give you a reason why on that. So uh, let's say you're going to build a specific website. So let's say we were uh, um, selling your house, Don, and I go out online and I find a, a domain name that says, you know, topaqueenannhouse.com. I'm just making this up. Uh, and so people might, uh, so I can tell someone down at the coffee shop, Hey, go to top and you're going to find this house. It's easy to remember. And I, I found this domain name. Well, if I'm on the MLS, there are very strict rules because it is a professional 
organization website. For instance, one of the rules is the first shot uh, in your listing has to be an exterior shot, period, end of story. So let's say you've got a great shot that is of the of the kitchen renovation. That's the best shot you've got from a real estate photographer. I can't make that the top shot. The MLS will not allow it. You'll get fined. Someone will report you. Or you're going to have to change it to an exterior shot. Well, on my own website, I can feature any fi- picture I want. Um, another thing, the MLS would not allow me as Ron to appear in, in any promotional materials. They just want the house. Well, if I'm known, if you live on Queen Anne, people might know you on Queen Anne. You've been on the radio. People might know you from the radio. On my own, on our own website, topofqueenanne.com or whatever it's going to be, um, we can do a video where you get to introduce yourself and to point some things out and to talk about the neighborhood. And so you can be a part of the presentation. Uh, the owners could be if they wanted to be, uh, if they wanted to point some stuff out. In other words, you are not bound by the rules of the MLS. You can create a bespoke website that features in, in a more intimate way, in a more realistic way. You're not constrained by what goes where, or what the size is, or what's in the video, what's not in the video. You can create this thing that may cater more to that specific neighborhood. Also, like there's a bunch of ancillary things with, um, you know, SEO stuff and a lot of of technical web things that you can build into this that that help a business and help stickiness on the website that, you know, we don't need to get into in this thing. But there's more benefits to this. So there's a thing that, that does take effort. It does take expertise. It does take time. And money. And it does take money. You're not spend money. But... It has benefits, and like you said, it, it is an end cap situation because, and we've had this happen before. We did a house uh, down in Normandy Park where the neighbor, um, their daughter and granddaughter, had wanted to live in the neighborhood, uh, but they wanted to live close to grandma. And so they're not looking in the MLS every day. They're working their job and taking their kid to school and going to sporting events. So when we went door to door, and talk to this neighbor, they're like, oh my God, that house is going to be for sale. My daughter's been wanting to live in this house close to grandma so I can help with childcare for, you know, the past five years. They didn't end up buying the house, but the point is the only way they would have known about this is if we put it on the end cap, gave them a little land yap, and we gave them the opportunity to possibly make their family dream come true. And how great would that have been for our seller to get an amazing result? And, and hand it off to someone that has wanted to live close to grandma. That would have been a win-win-win. It didn't happen in this specific instance, but I raise that point to say that that never would have happened if we hadn't have had the Lanyap strategy. First house I ever sold, I sold uh, from one of my students to another one of my students in my spin class. It was a $1.7 million sale. It wasn't because of the MLS. Uh, it was because I took that house and, and I talked about it in my spin class and, and I put it on, I put it on the end cap. So realtors out there, put those homes on the end cap. That's going to cost you more money though, right? Cause you're going to have to bring in probably two videographers, one to video the house, another, maybe you're going to video your presentation. Uh, I'll finish with this. We were selling this incredible, we had a client, mom turned, I think 86, and she lived in this one-of-a-kind penthouse in a condo on Queen Anne. It was only three stories, one, two, three. She lived on the third floor. But 
this, it was who's ever, it was a huge three bedroom and had amazing view. You're right across the street from green Lake. And if all we did was, was took pictures of the inside of the house, cause the inside had a lot of fifties ceramic in it. Once you start tearing that out, you can't put it back. And I thought somebody may come in here and just put in modern lighting and do some modern things. They might like all this pink and blue ceramic because a lot of it's back. A lot of it's back right now. And I'm like, man, we should be really careful about tearing this out. Had carpet in it. It was really great shape. It was big, thick shag. There might be somebody that comes in here that buys it. It was very retro. And they might want it retro. And if we tear all this out and just make it white, bright, and light, we may lose money on this thing. So, so... I brought in a different stager that was retro, someone I had never used, cost me a lot more money, three times what a stager normally costs. But I wanted to put this house on the end cap. The other thing that we did is because we wanted to feature that it was on Green Lake, is I got on a bike, and again, this takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of money, because we're, pay- we're, we're paying someone to help us do this. But it's worth it to put the home on end cap and, and, and drive price. And the realtor should pay for this. The, the homeowner should not. We paid for all this. I'm on the bike and I'm riding around Green Lake. And then I say something about live, working, and playing on Green Lake and how I love these restaurants. And there's Green Lake Cycle over there, Greg's Green Lake Cycle, which I really like. And there's the coffee shop I always go to. And oh, by the way, there's this one-of-a-kind penthouse that is so retro, and you guys may have never seen it before. And in fact, Ron is there right now. And, and we kick it. I'm down on Green Lake, and you see, you see the camera turn, and Ron is standing up on the third deck. The camera zooms in. He starts talking about this great retro condo. He takes you inside, and we had multiple cash buyers and we had one particular buyer that was not from the MLS, just saw this video in this skit that we did on our Facebook page, and they stepped and bought that thing, and it sold immediately, okay? If all we would have done is taken the pictures, got with, gone with some cheap staging, people wouldn't have gotten, you wouldn't have gotten it. You had to see that relationship with Greenland, and you had to see this different staging that was reflective of what was happening in there and somebody had to get it and multiple people got it, but it took a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of energy and a lot of money to put that on the end cap. And we got a phenomenal result. That thing sold, I think in three days and it sold over. Okay. It sold over. I think it was well into a million three is where it ended up uh, selling. So anyway, if you're a young realtor, put it on the end cap, do things outside the MLS. If you're thinking about selling and you're not using us, ask that realtor, what are you doing to to add land now? I'm paying you a lot of money to sell this house. What are you doing outside of the MLS to showcase this house and put it on the end cap? So somebody walking by that didn't even know they were going to buy a house today are going, I got to have those restaurant tongs on the way to get the $9.99 chicken all the way in the back. That is why it's all the way in the back. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. We really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for allowing us to be your friends. 
Thanks for allowing us to be your broadcasters and your realtors. If you need us, we la- we add a lot of lanyap to the deal, and we will take your home, whatever it is that we're selling, and we will put it on the end cap. On the other side, if you're buying, when it comes to negotiating, we know homes because we build homes. We know homes because we do a lot of heavy work in lots of different neighborhoods around the sound. We sell the sound. We have relationships through the sound. And we just don't plan ourselves in one neighborhood and put your home on the MLS and then ride the market down. Uh, we'd like to ride the market up, right? All right. Hey, Ron, if they need us, just reach out, right? Yeah, you can go to ronandonsitdown.com. You can also email me directly, ron at ronandon.com. We'll set up a Zoom call, talk about your goals, and uh, put together the best team for you. Yeah, and if you know someone that's buying or selling investing, would you take this episode and send it to them? Let us know you sent that to them, and then uh, Ron and I will take you to a nice dinner. How about if Ron pays? That sounds good to me. All right, thanks for listening. Head up, shoulders back. Thanks for hitting like and subscribe. Giving our podcast a five-star review. A lot of you have done that. It drives it in the algorithm, and we really do appreciate it. All right? Until next time, you keep your head up and your shoulders back. You've been listening to The Ron and Don Show. On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.